Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening. Good evening. I thought it was calling me Baldy in the comments. I think they got the wrong fucking show. And uh, apologies for the sound effects. Kelly was, what was you doing, eating something? I wasn't doing anything. Well, I said like someone was opening a wrapper or something and I was coughing my guts up. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Kelly's joining us. How you been, mate? Yeah, been good, mate. Been good. 
Good, good, good. I think we should change that song. Should we change that song? Let them all come down to the den. I think it's the last place we want to face anyone at the minute. <laughs> An absolute horror show last night. Um, I was struggling bad. I still, I'm still in bits. I'm dripping there in sweat. I'm trying to not let me bin steam up. I've got the window open. I think I got COVID. That could have finished me off, that 4 little scoreline. But we're going to go a little bit different tonight. What are we going to do a den debate? We're going to... Oh, it's, it's massive, obviously, online and rightly so. People going, this is wrong. It was Rowett. No, it wasn't Rowett. It was the players. It's Edwards. Rowett was the best thing since sliced bread. So we're going to... I want to read your comments. I want you to tell me in the comments. I don't want comments along the lines of, do you think we should sign a player from Venezuela? Which I've already seen the comments. I want to hear your opinions. I want to hear what you think is going wrong in the comments. I want to know what you think the solution is. And then me and Kenny, if you've got any questions for us, if you want to direct either thing you're going to say at Kenny or me, then by all means do so. And um, and we'll answer your questions. We'll, we'll discuss it as a group. But firstly, Ken, you're up first. I, on, honestly, I don't. I, I just don't know what to, to say or do anymore. I'm actually. I don't think I could have done a post-match analysis, even if I thought well enough, because I just don't. I can't work out what's going on there. I actually, hold me hands. I, I'm baffled. What are you saying, mate? I think I think there's a couple of things that are that are wrong. I, I, look, I like Joe Edwards, um, yeah. and there's an element of me that feels sorry for him um, to an extent. Um, although I do think that he's trying to play Man City football with Millwall players. Um, never, most of these players have been at the club for a long time. Um, or, or the ones that we moan about the most, you know, like the, the Coopers, the Murray Wallaces, Danny McNamara's, um, Savile, all these, uh, Bradshaw, all these players have, have come out through a, a generation of Millwall playing a particular way. Um, and most of them are incapable of doing it. I also believe that the formation that we're playing is exactly the same formation that we played under Rowett. The only difference is, is that we for 15, 20 minutes, give it a good goal. And based on that formation, we're absolutely fucking knackered after after half an hour. You know, first half if, if, if we're lucky. And look, the players that we have are not good enough to play in that formation and play that way for 90 minutes. The big problem I have is that why are we not changing that when it's evident. Mm. So, so my, 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 my thing is, is that the players aren't good enough um, to play that way. Whether they're on 10 grand a week or, or whatever, they're not good enough to play that way. That's why they've been signed at Millwall for cheap money and a lot of them are on cheap wages. However, on the flip side of that, Joe Edwards should be aware of that and should try and change at least formation um, or style of play until we get in the players that we um, that are able to do it. So I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a 50-50. Yeah. However, the players can't change. Well, exactly. He's stuck with it. Do you mean they can't change us in their two in the mould of what they're used to doing? Or they can't change us in, they literally, we can't get anyone new until, until, until well, summer. Well, well, I mean, Dan, look at Jake Cooper. I love I always back Coops, mate. I couldn't believe what I was watching last night. No. But Jake Cooper is that vulnerable every game. Um, 
he's also the captain of <laughs> fucking captain of our team. Um, he's never ever going to be a centre back that can play out from the back and someone that you can trust as your last line of defence with a ball at his feet with two fast young strikers coming at him, for instance. Yeah. So why are we doing it? What do you think we should do then? Well, you know, I've always said this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that when you're playing against a, what is it, a 5 3 3 or whatever it is that they do, um, 5 3 2 or whatever it is, actually a 4 4 2 is a fantastic way of cancelling that out because you have two players on each wing. When you're attacking, you can overlap. Most of the time, you've now only got one, either a left wing back or a right wing back. And against Ipswich, who played their uh, wing-backs really high, that would have been perfect for us on an attack, especially if you've got two up front, because then the three concentrate on the two up the top. Mm. And you're not going to have that glide over. You're going to have an overlap on a side. And, you know, but it stems from selection as well. Um, You know, you could easily say that the last six, seven, eight years of transfers... Um, uh, of c- people that we've brought in is not enough. We're behind. We're so behind. Slipping further and further behind. Yeah. See, the thing is, with a four-four-two, I think that's dead in football. But I get what you're saying. Neil Harris executed it very well for us. We was very well drilled. We was very rigid, and we put it on teams directly. And then they played off those, you know, one striker playing off another. The two strikers thing, see, I mean, on Saturday, I'd be tempted to say, Sheffield Wednesday, below us in the league, must win game. Because we're now sitting one place above the bottom three. I didn't know Obafemi was ill last night, but if Obafemi's fit, and you're going to say no, because I know, because what strikers you've liked at me all down the years, could you see, I mean, I like them both, but can you see Obafemi and Bradshaw playing up front together? No, uh, what, what one's on the other one's shoulders, it'd be about six foot three. I know, I know. I'd, I'd have, I'd have, you'd have to have probably, you'd probably say Fleming up there, yeah. Um, with either Bradshaw or Oberfemi and let Fleming drop into that 10 when we're defending. Uh, the thing is, though, Dan, also, I'm going to say this we we mock 4 4 2 um, against teams that play with three at the back, but it weren't too long ago that we beat Everton. Um, Bournemouth, Leicester, champions of England at the time, playing four four two. Yeah, against a, a you know a five a five three two or whatever it was that they they played. Did you think yeah. Rowett? Do you think what some people are now saying? Uh, and someone put a comment earlier, and I completely get where the guy's coming from. He said, "You all said it was Rowett, and now he's gone. The new manager, and you're all blaming the players, and that." That has happened to an extent. I'm guilty of that. I think personally, Rout was on the panel last night. You can't argue with his performance as middle manager. However, as much as I didn't like him as our manager, I'll give him credit again. He's not stupid. And for those saying this went about and under Rowett, at the start of this season, we lost 4 0 to a second string red inside in the, in the League Cup at the den. We lost 3 0 to Leeds, 3 0 to Swansea. We, got, we could have lost 6 1 at Norwich, we lost 3 1. I think Rowett did what he could with the players he had. But then I thought he felt right. These players now, like you said, the gap's getting bigger. We're never improving enough investment-wise. 
And I think he sort of writing on the wall and got out when he could. Do you know what I mean? Because I know we lost three nil down at half time last night. We have only lost three nil. We've lost three nil plenty of times under Rowett and a couple of times under Edwards as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the difference between Rowett and, and Joe Edwards is that what come out of Rowett's, Rowett's mouth pissed me off more than sometimes the performance on the pitch. Yeah. There was, um, you know, there was a, a just the, the the way he acted, and and you're right, we didn't concede as many goals, although we did sometimes lose. You know, your four nils, your three nils under Rowett. Um, we definitely did defend well. However, we used to spend ninety minutes defending. Mm. You know. Yeah, I think I, I can I can back Rowett. The three years previous, it didn't happen. Right, we didn't ever get really heavy defeats. But that start of this season, I mean, I, just, I looked at Gary Rowett's last five games in charge uh, a bit earlier on as I was planning the show, and, and it weren't fucking great reading by any stretch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, our current five. Um, <laughs> am I looking at the right thing? No, that's our fixtures. Our last five results there on the screen: forty defeats, a draw against Preston. Now I'm as a you know, I've been quite vocal about backing Joe Edwards. I think he needs time. I think this. I think personally, this was going to happen to whoever came in next. I don't think he's at his depth. Uh, I don't think that he doesn't know his football. Because again, for the start of every game, Coventry on Sunday as well, and uh, last night and a lot of others, we are really good for 15, 20 minutes. But then we can't sustain that. It's like I'll, I'll get the feeling it's like. There's not a lot of confidence from me towards the team at the minute. There's not a lot of confidence amongst the fan base. And I think as much as he tries to rile them up, and he does do that, because we could have... We, first of all, we should have had a penalty last night. I'm not banging that trouble. We would have lost the game anyway, probably. Cooper's fucking been wrestled to the ground, right in front of the ref. Gigs lifted his shirt nearly over his head. Then I think Ryan Leonard's tested their keeper twice, and he looked suspect, their keeper. Parried yeah. a couple of them. Yeah. But then for some reason, we just fold. It's like... He's sending them out there and they ain't really got the belief. And he goes, look, you can do this. Look, take this box of toothpicks and go and knock that wall down there. And they go, yeah, we can do this. And then after about 15 minutes, they go, boys, we ain't never getting through this wall with these fucking box of toothpicks. Should we yeah. just fuck it off? And then it's like when you're at work sometimes. I, I've done this before when I was a builder. I don't know if you don't. You go in with good intentions. And as the day goes on, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And you're not doing less and less and less. And you... Then you go for a turnout about two o'clock. Do you know what I mean? They just <laughs> on your shoulder and fucking move. And I, I think it's a little bit, I don't think they're down in tools. I don't think they don't want to win. I just don't know if, if the belief's there. Do you know what I mean? Because I can't, the difference from when we start matches, if you would have said to us, you're going to be 3-0 down at half-time after 20 minutes last night, what would you have said to that? Well, well you, you, you'd say you wouldn't think it, would you? Because us as Millwall fans, as much as, we moan about the team and the performance. We, we all know that Saturday morning we're all going to be expecting us to win 6 0. You know, it's, it's it's one of them. It, look, the, the, players, the players technically are good enough. I, I strongly believe there's a formation problem. And, and I've, I've said this under Rowett as well. You know, that formation doesn't work for us. Um, and I'm not I'm not crying out for four four two. I'm saying that's what I would use. Um, I'd go back to basics, and I honestly think that we do better playing like that. You know, it, it compacts the midfield, it compacts the defence, and you have two striking options. Like it's not fucking rocket science. Sometimes we try to overcomplicate these things, and we haven't got 
the type of players to complicate things. Make it simple and we simply do better. I think football in general, I think, is, is, is people overcomplicate things. And we'll go to the comments in a minute. We're going to read some people. So in the comments, you know, I want you to put along the lines of, look, this is what I think the problem is. Explain your reasons and, and, and your answers and I'll read that out. And then we can all have a chat on that one. Um, another thing that I picked up on, because honestly, like, after last night, I don't know if it's because I'm here at the minute or what, I've always got something to say. I've always got an opinion on what's happened and why. And I, I genuinely didn't have a clue last night. Joe O'Mara put a little video in, the, in our group chat and he said there was people just sitting there last night after the game had finished. It was emptied out and there was people just still sitting in their seats, staring at the pitch in disbelief. All I said about this individual error thing, switch on concentration. Now, if you're constantly suffering due to individual errors, then you eliminate the individuals that are causing those errors. He did do that last night in Tanganga. Okay, he didn't do it in Sarkic. I don't blame Sarkic for any of the goals last night. I know some people have, um, but I, I don't. I, I would love to, but I, I'm honest, and I don't think he could have done anything with any of them. I get the third one, the uh, key for more. It did seem to take an eternity to go in. Uh, you can't have someone that strong in the air, fucking unmarked. You know, five yards out, ending it back across goal, defender on the line as well. So I, I don't, I just genuinely don't know. Um, let's start with Colin. He was first in. <coughs> Sorry, Colin says players simply don't have the mentality to dig in and fight for points. We don't seem to have anyone taking responsibility in the playing staff. Previous recruitment has been sticking plasters. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely agree with what you're saying there. No one, no one takes responsibility. It's not we've got no leaders on the pitch. I do, I do completely agree with that. We Carl. don't have a single leader in our team. I feel you Savile know. can do it sometimes, but like yeah. that sort of player. But just it just that when we can see one, that's, you just get the feeling we're, we're fucked, and they're all looking around at each other, thinking, "What are we going to do here?" Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's when that's when you need somebody on that pitch to turn around and go, fucking come on, let's pipe it up. In 20 minutes, we've been a better team. You know, we keep going. Let's keep doing the things we were doing. Get in their faces and and, and let's do something about it. Let's not all get our heads down. But, you, you know, I, I mean, I've heard Cooper speaks, the way he speaks and the way he acts, he's, he's not a captain. It's almost like he's the guy that will always be in the team. So let's make him a captain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the thing about sticking plasters with the recruitment, I get that to a point, but I think I think we was all excited when we got Michael Iberfemi, when we got Adam Mayer, and when we got Jafia Tanganga. You know, we, we was all like, well, these are fucking, these are, you know, these aren't rare when we got these players. Everyone praised Edwards at this point. You know, this is brilliant from Edwards. This is what we want to see. He's got better contacts than Rowett. And he's not gone after low knees from Derby that he's used a thousand times before. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. The mentality to dig in, there's definitely a mentality problem or a confidence problem. But moving on to tying it in with what Barry says, he's kept it simple. He said too many players just don't care. I don't know if it's that because Coventry, I mean, look at Coventry, right? We was brilliant against Coventry. Exactly, was exactly the same against Coventry. Right at the start of the game, as we was last night against Eastwick. So his team talk is riding them, right? He's getting them motivated to go out there and try and get points on the ball and to attack. 
Now, Coventry, previous 20 games, 21 games before us, won 10 at home. This is at home. Lost, uh, drawn 10 and lost one. <coughs> Even when, you know, it was one nil up and eventually they equalised. We we reacted as a team as if we was fucking 6 nil down at Anfield. No one's gone, hey, look, this is it's fine. You know, they've scored a goal, all right. Sloppy from, from Tanganga. But this not let it affect us this bad. It's just like, I don't know. But I, I don't believe the manager can't motivate them or the players don't care. And look, I might be wrong because I, I honestly don't know the problem. I don't know what to say. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think that, look, when people are saying, oh, you know, Edwards has lost the dressing room, it, it's not, that's not, that's evident that that's not the case. You know, the way that we come out um, in the first 20, 25 minutes. The problem is with the players in that situation, uh, one, because we don't have a leader in the team. Now, that could, that could be his fault. Um, but it does look like the whole mentality of that team or the confidence just comes out of their body, you know. And, and yeah, the, but the problem is, yeah, and we did see that under Rowett, right? But the, but what we've yeah. done with Rowett, when that happened, is we turned around and said, Rowett is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting to get different results. Unfortunately, like I keep saying, that's exactly what we're doing with Edwards. It's just the personnel changes every now and then. Um, most teams, if you look to Ipswich's squad, you will see that probably more than likely, other than a couple of changes, their team is that all the way through the season. And we chop and change all the time. You know, I think all that's the time. Another, I, agree. I think that's another massive thing in football, a minute. Where, where, you know, the squad rotational, I, I'm a belief you can get it, well, maybe because we're not getting it right, maybe if we do get it right, he will keep it fucking the same. But it's, there's been lots of change in every game, but for me, again, that points towards that he is not happy with certain individuals. <laughs> and even fucking grief as the manager. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, what do you even think on in terms of, let's have a look at the league table, where we're sitting, right? Where is it? There it is. I mean, it's not good reading, is it? However, if we beat Sheffield Wednesday, Sally, which we absolutely must do, we could go right up to 16th. So, if, if we was to lose Sally, do you think he's close to losing his job? Do you think they're going to invest long-term in him? I did say it's going to get worse before he gets better and it's going to be a long, fucking horrible season. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I remember <laughs> Sorry. turning around and saying in a, in a live stream, um, why, why Gary Rout was still in charge, that this season you could have Pep Guardiola in charge. We are going to be in a dogfight by the end of the season. Um, and, and that's what's going to happen. I think we might it, we might rescue it by the skin of our teeth. But I also, at this moment in time, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that it would be a bad idea if we did go down. Mm. Yeah, well, no, I don't do that. There needs to be a reset sometimes, and I don't know how we're going to get that done without something drastic happening. Because if we stay up by the skin of our teeth, does anything change? Yeah. Well, like, this is what David Sell was pretty much saying. You know, it's the ball to blame. We've never replaced the decent players we've had. I think, as I said, I think whatever manager comes in, 
this was going to happen to him. A little bit like the end of what I'm not saying with Man United, but when Fergie left Man United, or when Wenger left Arsenal, you know, he's been going all right for a few years um, under two different managers, but whether these players were good signings or bad signings from either of our previous two managers to Edwards, it's just all coming to, to an end and it needs a complete reset, a complete new squad. And as I said, I just think whoever come in was going was gonna to be facing this. Was it a good idea to give it to an untried and untested manager to to put that on him in his first job? I mean, first game, 4 0 winners, everyone's saying, fucking hell. Yeah. Or, um, you know, but if, if it was to go wrong like it is, can Edwards handle the pressure of the fan base? He's never had to do that before. He's only ever had that secondary, and that's to Frank Lampard, who is, you know, an, a football icon in his country. So it was always, well, if Lampard fouls, he's not just a manager, he's a fucking ex England and Chelsea fucking football. You know, I, feel, I always thought Lampard was overrated, nowhere near as good as Gerard. But you know what I'm saying? Do you know what I mean? It's always going to be all about fucking Lampard. So, although he would have been involved in that, because Lampard did foul more than once at jobs he's had, I don't think he had, he's, he's, you know, it's always indirect, like, you know, bad vibes. Whereas with him now, it, it's all on him. And I just hope he, do, I hope he doesn't sink. Well, the, the big problem is, is that, you know, if he can't handle the pressure, the likelihood is he might actually walk. And if he walks, <coughs> I'm telling you now, Joe Edwards will go to another team and succeed. Uh, without question, I think he's got a bright future um, and you'd rather the bright future would be with us. Um, but who, who are we going to get in? Who are we going to get in for the last, what, 14 games of the season or however many it is um, to, to save us? You have to get like Sam Allardyce in or something, you know? I don't know. Patrick's saying, don't blame Edwards. He's playing good football, but he's got a lot of dead wood in his squad. Like, I do agree with that, but I do feel as well that people, he's boy, you know, fucking hell, we're fucking right here with me. The, I mean, you could be gone before the end of the season, not Edwards, fucking hell. The people he's brought in, <coughs> look at Tanganga, for example. Everyone's fucking dancing in the streets when Tanganga signs. And he, last night, fair play to Edwards, because I said in my preview, get him out the fucking side. And that was a big call, and he, and he did drop him. Turns out oh. it didn't matter, because we let him four goals anyway. I think the jury, I think, like, um, with Tanganga, I, I know a lot of people, you know, already can't stand him. You know, there is a player in there. And I remember you saying, I think, on one of your post-match or, or, or something, turning around and going, listen, you know, you, do, you don't go and nearly sign for AC Milan um, or have a man of match performance again, Man City, and then become a bad footballer. Yeah. You know that that that's the truth, and this this kid or this guy has not had a lot of game time, and I think you know it's it's the, it's the same as, as a manager. You you turn around, everyone turning around and saying, "Giving Joe Edwards time, it's his first season in the championship." Well, then you need to give someone like Tanganga time then, because I'm, I'm telling you now, we've had eight nine seasons with Jack Jake Cooper, right, and he's an absolute liability at the back. But we, but nobody. I, I haven't seen anybody be like get Jay Cooper out out of that squad, right? And he was directly responsible for one of the goals with two absolute basic mistakes. First one, he just got to put it out of play. First oh. opportunity he's got, and he didn't win a single header, right? We're, we're not attacking wise. He didn't win a single header. 
you know what? Yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, it's fucking so much physical attention, isn't it? Yeah. But if, uh, again, if if he's getting so much physical attention, why are we not going right? Listen, Cooper's going to have three players on him, right? He's gonna he's gonna make a run back post. Let's stick the ball front post where Murray Wallace is hiding. You know, it's really simple. Mm. Dave Davis, great name. Got to say, even though the style of football that's being played can sometimes be nicer to watch than anything under Brower, if they can concentrate ninety minutes together to get a win. It's irrelevant. Yes, it's what, you're, it's what you were saying, Ken. But look, I, I'm the. I can't sit here and read that and go, "Yeah, you're right," because I was one of the biggest advocates of. I can't watch this anymore under route. I need excitement. Now, is excitement a relegation dogfight? Well, if we start on the last day, of course it fucking will. <laughs> but yep. um, ain't called COVID through the fucking camera for me, have you? Oh mate, it's called it's called these things. I could I smoke twenty fags in a row, wouldn't cough once, but I have a puff of this. I'm in trouble. As soon as they ban them fucking things, the better, isn't it? <laughs> Horrible things. Horrible things. SJC says, we can keep having these same discussions week in and week out, hoping the next game that we show up or get rid of the youth coach we have as manager. Get rid of the youth coach we have as what manager. What about Joe Edwards, I think? Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, it was a bad appointment from the start. Now again, I wanted, I wanted it. I wanted. I said, give it to an unknown. If it don't work out, no problem. You can fuck them off and look again. Um, a lot of people saying we did it on the cheap and it was a panic appointment. I did it the other day that Nathan Jones actually had the job and then went, oh, I need a weekend to think about it and come back and fucked it off. And that's why we got Edwards. But I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a cheap appointment from the club. I think it's an ambitious one. What do you think? Yeah, I think if there was ever a time to give someone like Joe Edwards an opportunity is is when we were... People seem to forget we were already on a massive downward spiral before Joe Edwards came in. Um, yeah, that, that's very true. You know, mass, a massive... And we were, in my opinion, we were going to end up here anyway. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, so whether Rowett was still in charge, we still would have been here. Um, so... You know, let's see what he's got. Um, if he can keep us out of the relegation for the season, then brilliant. If he can't, all right, then we go again. I, I honestly believe that we need to give him a summer um, with the boys. Um, you know, he, he's came in halfway through a championship season when we're when we're on our arse anyway. I don't know what people, too many people are expecting. And we go back to that bag of shit analogy that we used all the time where he's unpacked it and he's got to sort it out. You know, with sorting that out, you are going to lose a lot of games. Yeah. You, you'll end yeah, up... You're going, to, you're going to expose our weaknesses and go, fucking right, that's what they are. Yeah. <coughs> and in the, summer, in the summer, and listen, I'm not buying all this. We've got a small budget, bollocks. If if James Berylson wanted to spend 20 million, he could spend 20 million. Um what he needs to do is he needs to turn around and go, right, we've had this season. We've either, Let's say we've managed to stay up by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. I need this, this, this and this. We can get rid of this and this. And that's the team that I believe, because we don't want to go in the Premiership, but that's the team that I believe could be a mid-table to promotion-pushing Millwall side next season. I, I think you're right. And I think if we do stay up, I think... On reflection, it might not feel like it now, but it could be a good thing seeing exactly what we need because we need, you know, 
we need centre backs. That's an absolute fucking obvious to a, to a blind man. I mean, Wes Harlan. Wes, Wes Harlan was never going to be a Millwall fucking legend. He was never going to play years and years at the club. He got him on a free. Right, wasn't expecting to play. Gary Rowan never played him. He come in, scored a couple of goals, had a few really good games. He is an out and out top end League One defender. Could survive at the Championship if he's at the best of his game. Jake Cooper, I love. Murray Wallace, I love. But they're coming to the end now. Bolkowski, obviously, out of contract, he'll probably go. Um, Ryan, your your mate Lenny just seems to get better of age. But especially the way Edwards wants to play, we need to start at the back. Because there's no point going out and getting Michael over Femi and fucking uh, all these players that we, and we can't get the ball to him. We yeah. need to start at the back where he wants to play from and, and execute it correctly to get us to the next fucking... It's like playing a fucking computer game, isn't it? You can't fight the end-level boss till you fucking run over a few mushrooms and jump a few bridges, you know what I mean? You've got to start at the back and you've got to fucking get it right there and then, and then work through the team. Yeah. At the minute, I believe he's just trying to patch it as best as he can, player-wise, not how we play-wise. I think how we play, I think he's going to do that regardless. That's yeah. what I think could be his downfall. Because he's like, look, you see all these great managers, they come in and go, that's how we're going to play. I don't care if you fuck it up, and some of them do, but that is how we're going to play regardless. Do you think, I've got to speak to him in comment in a minute, do you think right here, right now, we've already said, I think, pretty much that, do you think it'd be best for Edwards now to bite the bullet, abandon ship, and go right? Look, it ain't that ain't gonna work with the players we've got. I've given the opportunity to do it for long enough, and they haven't done it. So we're gonna now play this way just to get us safe, and then I'll have to re- reassess it in the summer. I, th- I think that's exactly what Rowe was doing. Um, yeah. You know, so why don't we, you know, go back? And at the moment, let's be honest. A lot of people would go for a, a, a nil-nil or a one-one against Sheffield Wednesday, or a, or a one-one or a nil-nil against Southampton. You know, uh, and a boring nil-nil. Do you remember, remember I'm laughing. Do you remember the time I made the, the thing, the graphic draws? It was Gary Rowett on the on the front cover of Jaws, wasn't it? Yeah, that's and right. Like, yeah. I can't keep doing these fucking streams and going to games, and it's, it's fucking nil-nil. You bite someone's hand off for a nil-nil right now. Always <laughs> <laughs> what you ain't got as a football fan. I know. This is what I mean. So. I think that I think that he has got a bite of the bullet. We went four at the back in the second half. We played a lot better. Um, I felt like we we were a bit more compact. Um, but yeah, you just got. I've I've said it a million times. Look, you've had you've had your games now, and you you know what you need, right? Go and see if you can now, go and do the basics now. See if we can nick a couple of wins. Let's get safe. And then go back to losing games, trying to do it the way that you want to do it. Once we're safe, yeah, yeah. And then you've got an idea on what we need. Yeah, yeah, fuck me. Have you? Right, let's go back to Speed Demon, because it's a bad name, but it's a good comment. Uh, what we are seeing now is a function of years of poor transfers, dealings, and a lack of player sales. It's simple as that. We are probably five years behind the majority of our competition with an aging team. And that, that I think me and Kenny have, have almost echoed that in in this show, I know I've definitely said before, you know, is Edwards the man for the job? I believe he is because I believe he's got a backlog now. And I think I've used like a, an old banger of a car as an innuendo. You used a pile of shit <laughs> as it. I think it's definitely that. And I, I do believe, as I'm sure you do, Ken, that no matter what manager come in at this point, <coughs> he was going to be the fucking David Moyes, wasn't he? He was going to be the fucking Uri Henry, fucking, you know, he's, 
it was going to be anyone that's gone after Lee Bowyer at fucking Chol. And it just, it's just the, the club are just in this period now. We've had fucking six, seven really good years. Yeah. And now um, we, we do need to try and dig, dig ourselves out of it. Michael, am I feeling better? No, I think you put out earlier before I've been coughing all over you for 30, fucking 35 minutes. Um, right, I do want to cover this. Super Steve, don't think we even deserve to sing Let Them Come anymore. We don't sing and don't put up a fight at home. We've discussed this before of us thriving off an atmosphere. It's always difficult during the week whether we play well or not, to, and we don't usually do it, especially on the telly, to generate an atmosphere. Um, 3,000 Ipswich fans last night, and I know there was three new up. That's all you could hear on the telly. Could mm. All you could hear on Pete's full-time reaction. But our, our, our ferociousness and that, the fear factor that we hold, that's long gone. I, I said that to someone today. I was like, oh, it's blinded at the end. I said, two, three games a season now. It has completely, and again, I will go back to Rowett. Everyone's going to three out of the last 24 games at home, Rowett won. And that was a big thing for our club, was it being the fortress. And now, fuck me, the fortress has well and truly been reduced to rubble, and it's It's just not, it's just not fucking what it was. And it was, I was a bit embarrassed last night when I could, all I could hear was the Ipswich fans. That's, that's, I wasn't there. Obviously, or you wasn't there. So I'm not digging out the people that was there, because even the people that had showed up, there simply weren't enough of them to to fucking get out with the songs and, and, and the atmosphere. Anyway, was there? No, no. I mean, I mean, to be fair, it looked quite dead. It's understandable. It's a midweek game. It's on Sky. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to turn around and go, it's, "You know, what's the point in going with?" <laughs> but the thing is, is that if we were in flying eye like which were, we, we would have sold a lot more. But you're not going to continue to spend your money, your hard-earned money, on walking out of a stadium, being depressed and, and having the ump. You know, football is an entertainment sport. Um, and that's why we go. We go to be entertained and come out, you know, happy or content. And for, for a season now, we haven't. Well, Steve Williams says if he doesn't win on Saturday then he's got to go if he can't adapt to get the best out of what we have then he ain't up to the job I mean I think he does get the best out of what we have for 15-20 minutes at the beginning and then I think they just they just the confidence seems to drain out of them if we was to lose on Saturday Ken do you one think he will go and do you two agree with that decision if it does happen I, I don't I don't think for a, a guy that's in his first um, management role, he it would be a good idea for him to leave a club um, because I think that just shows that, you know, when the game gets tough, you walk away anyway. Um, so it's not going to look good on his resume. Um, and, and and secondly, if he does... So the, the answer to your question, second question is, is no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with it. Um, I don't see anybody that can get us out of this hole any better than what Joe Edwards could. Um, and I think what um, I think it was Steve that just said that comment. I think the big word there is adapt. Um, we need to adapt to the players that we got, um, and then try and get get over the line for the next four win games. Yeah, I agree. Super Steve Lee says it's quite simple. 
defensive errors and a terrible goalkeeper. Right, so let's pick the bones out of last night. The first goal was Cooper. He should have put out a play, didn't. Don't you find, though, because I suppose the level the other teams are at, we get punished for every single fucking mistake we make. Every single one. First one, he should have put out a play. Um, he didn't. Then he come back to him in a box. He looked like he switched his boots over on his feet. He fucking, like, went, don't know what he did. He just fucking fell over. Knocks it behind. Corner comes in, come or play short, whatever. And then that flick header, Sarkic wouldn't have seen that because obviously there was a fucking load of people in front of him. It's come from over the top of a few mill players and it's looped over really fucking high and then dropped down. I don't blame him for that one at all. The second one is his bad body shape, as the commentator said in, on the live last night from Wes Arden. But we was very stretched and Arden was trying to keep him there but see what's going on behind him. But it's a bad goal. The third goal went in in fucking slow motion. I knew Kiefer Moore would score against us. I about devastated the Omaras. Um, but that third goal, I, I get that it was a slow header that bounced and then looped up. But Harding was there and it did again just drop under, just under the bar. But I, I, I'm not having Sarkic. Um, I was saying it was But I, it wasn't, I don't blame him at all for either of them. You would have. I I would have blamed Sarkic if Wes Arden weren't in the way. The reason why Sarkic didn't die for that, yeah, I'm not saying he would have got it, was because he had a defender on the line next to him. Yes, right. He sort of went like that, and then Arden was there, and it was fucking. Yeah. Yeah, and and also the penalty that weren't a penalty. (laughs) What's that? The penalty weren't a penalty, was it? It was. I mean, it was about a foot outside. I thought it scored four. Fucking hell! Yeah, it was outside the box, wasn't it? Yeah, fuck. Well, I think I was waving the white flag by that point. And I was so shocking to keep my eyes open. Yeah, of course, they scored an injury time. What's talking about? 4 0. Yeah, that was outside the box, but again, very stretched. Uh, Murray Wallace played. Well, Murray Wallace has been in and out with Joe Bryan. He seems to alternate, but Joe Bryan got a free match ban for something he did against Coventry. Violent combat. He must have thrown his fucking his camera at someone or his skateboard. I don't know what. I was like, what, Joe? Fucking. Joe, I keep going to call him Joe Edwards, Joe Bryan. Alan Fowler says the analyst should be tense, uh, should be, I don't know what I'm supposed to say, but basically Alex Aldridge get out of our club. I'm seeing a lot of this and I'm sorry, I don't think you can lay the blame at fucking the recruitment guy. This is <laughs> we got here. Marco Femi, everyone was buzzing. Adam May, everyone went, yeah, sign a decent young player. Great. Um, Tangang, everyone was buzzing about Tangang. I didn't know a lot about him. Um, Casper didn't know everyone loves, and he, when he come in, that was via Alex Aldridge. Um, who else? Joe Bryan. Fleming. Fleming, yep. So, I mean... Well, row it more, wouldn't it? What more? No, yeah, but you can't... They'll, they'll only recommend players or they'll have a list to work with. He's not... I don't buy into this. Um, I don't buy into this. Uh, it's about Alex Aldridge. He's a fucking... Very small cog in a very huge failing wheel at the minute. Uh-oh. It fucking is uh-oh. I know. I have faith in Joe Edwards. I can see what he's trying to do, but it's clear we need to take a step back to go forward. He's trying to change the culture of how we play, and I hope that includes new players soon. I honestly believe if we get... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. 
From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Through to the summer, and we're not relegated, which I still don't think we will be. I genuinely believe that he'll end up being a fucking very good manager for us. And what you said, Ken, I think he goes anywhere else. Um, and I think he succeeds. Is Mill then maybe not the right fit for him? It's a very unique club. And I'll be honest, with you, I've, I've spoken to people in like inside, and they've said he's the players love him, he's very fucking good. Place whether he can incorporate what he wants to do at Millwall, and I was all for changing that. Do you know what I mean? It had to be done eventually. Um, it had to be done eventually. We had to try and change the face of how we play to to go with the fucking trend and and keep tags or drag back all these other clubs that were saying are getting further and further away. And, and John Parr sums up very simply, but very well: right manager, wrong time. Hmm. I, I think it's a perfect time for, for Joe Edwards. Um, I think that if you had any other manager right now, say, for instance, if Nathan Jones had come in, um, I think he very quickly would have gone, fuck this, I'll wait to get sacked and get a pay packet. Um, I think having someone like Joe, who is not going to walk away, I, I guarantee he might get sacked, but he won't walk away. Um, and so his only option is to try and make it right. I think he's the perfect acquisition for our team at this moment in time. Mm. Um, I'm all for him. I just think uh, it is a results business, isn't it? And nowadays, you know, how, how many? I think he's won. I think he's got 16 points from 17 games, which isn't great. We've had some really good performances and then some really bad ones. Mm. And he said as well. He said Edwards, didn't he? After the, the <coughs> after the defeat at Hull. He said, we've not lost the game heavily for a long time. He said, we're on the wrong end of fucking 
And I was like, yeah, see that? He's a good... And then, obviously, last night, 4-0. Louis, in my opinion, it's Joe Edwards. He's the one that's inherited this lot of Gary Rowett. And they are good players. Honestly, he doesn't know what to do with these players. Doesn't know his best team or his best tactics. I think he knows what tactics he, he wants to implement. I, I agree. I don't think he knows his best team. Or if he thinks he does, he puts them in and three or four of them players' individual errors, which he then takes them out. Um, I would like to see him go with a more settled side. I must yeah. agree. But they're good players. All right. Are they good players? Ken? Are they, are they better than what they should be in a division? You can go for individuals if you want. Well, I think, yeah, I'll go for individuals, no problem at all. I think that Sarkic, um, I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, by the way, but I will turn around and say that I think he's the best keeper at the, gut, at the football club. Um, Sarkic makes a mistake and everyone wants to get rid of him and Bart makes one and it's like, oh, but, you know, Bart done well for us 10,000 years ago. Um, and, you know, Con, that Connor Truman or whatever it is, I don't think he's had to save a ball for the last two seasons that he's been here. Um, so, you know, that's Sarkic. Danny McNamara seems to be a lot more consistent when he's a, as a right-back. Um, Wes Arden, we was all really happy with Wes Arden, you know, two, three months ago. Um, he's had a bad spell. Jake Cooper has been going down a, a, a slippery road for a while now and he's starting to be found out by style of play although could do a really good job for us if we went back to basics. Um, and, and Murray Wallace is, for me, a great left-back with no pace, though. Um, and, and you know, we're up against tricky wingers now with pace and, and he just can't do it. So I'd say that's a positional problem. Um, if he was more centre-back, he'd, he'd do better. Um, where are we going left left wing? Fleming at the moment seems to be playing as a left winger. Never played as a left winger in his life. Um, Honeyman played as a midfielder or a 10 all his whole career, but was a winger for most of the most of the time at Millwall until he's changed it. And I think he's done really well. Saville, uh, for some reason, I get the opinion that Saville's like the hated player within Millwall Football Club, but loved by the fans. I feel like he's the... He's the one that's knocking on Joe Edwards' door and pissing him off every day. And so don't get a start all the time. Casper mm. uh, Dinor is a class act, could play in any team in the championship and after teams in the premiership, I, be- I, I think. Um, Ryan Leonard should be a centre midfielder. I honestly think he's telling Joe Edwards that he don't want to play midfield no more because why he's still at the back, I do not know. Bradshaw's good, um, but he's not the player that can be playing as a lone striker. I don't know who else I've, I've missed out on, but the, with the team that we have, if I've said it about 100 times here, but if we went to basics, with the team we have, we could get better results. But trying to do this formation that Rowett tried for three seasons um, with the players that we've got is not working. Well, he did change it half-time last night, didn't he? He took off the yeah. hardy put on the north. Yeah. So he went with three more, more midfield based. Yeah. Instead because, of you know, it around the back forever and foul with it. So around the pressure. Yeah. Call ourselves fucking issues. Yeah. So we should be really interested to see what he does say. Because like I said, I think sadly the answer is 
go four at a back, stick someone in a 10 and go fucking two strikers. But I just can't see. Well, Nisbet is out. Done. And I think he, if they're both fit, it will play over Femi and Bradshaw up front, which as much as I think they're both decent. Um, you, do that, you need two wingers, Dan. Yeah, you do. That's, that's the thing. I've got a feeling he's not going to score. I'm not saying he's a bad player or it weren't a good sign. I've got a feeling he's not going to score one fucking goal for us over Femi. <laughs> All he's done so far in any sport is fucking run around his circles. He's a very difficult role to learn to have to know how to learn to play for us as a striker. You do a lot of fucking faultless, uh, fruitless work as well. Uh, I'm not sure what the answer is. Jamie Choke disagrees that it's the manager. He says it's the players. Even he makes his fruit, faults, fruit, fruit, faults with the players. I'm not up for it. Don't blame Edwards. The players need to step up because now the shitters hit the fan, chase down loose balls, fight for the calls. I mean, what was the game he said? Was it QPR away? I think it's. They just did seem in that game, like they've just, in the second half, they're just like, fuck this. They're just like clipping the ball back to QPR to fucking. to uh, well, come back at every, every opportunity. I didn't watch that game, fortunately, so. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a load of loud voice notes from Danny. <laughs> I can imagine. Jonathan Bowdry, you said your tuppence worth is we've been knocked out by the death of John Berylson and James has been thrown in. That's to pick up the reins, dealing with the death of his father and Rowett leaving. Okay, yeah, it's been a very difficult time for the club. Would Rowett have left if John Berylson was obviously still alive and as the chairman? I don't know. Um, I mean, he seems invested, James Berylson. He was there again last night. They cut to him and his mum early, didn't they? Going, oh, the chairman's here. And then I, and then I remembered that when we were 3-0 down. I thought, poor bastard. He must think, what the fuck? Come all this way to watch this yeah. shit. But um, I don't know. I mean, look, he's, he's made his appointment. He'd only have so much involvement as the chairman. Surely he's not, you know, he's based in America. He won't be majorly hands-on. He would have consulted Steve Kavanagh, Alex Aldridge and others before he appointed Joe Edwards. <coughs> and he seems to have made, not transfer funds, but wages available. You know, Tanganga's going to be on a lot of dough. Um, as is um, Oberfemi. You know, obviously, um, Adam Mann, not so much. Obviously, he's come from League Two and we signed him. But he's, he's making funds available for players that we need. But he was all buzzing, with, like I said. Oh, what a fucking window. That's a statement of intent, you know. So, I don't know. What do you think? I don't think it's only think so it, much involvement he would have as James Berylson. I think that if you worked in an office for an American-based company, um, once every three months for the last 10 years, the owner of the company come down, said hello, bought your cake, set a meeting and told you he was doing well and then went back home. Um, and then, unfortunately, one day he died and his son come down and said, look, I'm taking this over. <laughs> Um, as an employee of the football club, i.e. player, you know, obviously some of the players that have been there for a long time are going to be upset. I would I would probably say that it's been probably a lot harder for the fans um, than what it has for, you know, 70, 80% of the players um, that, you know, didn't, didn't know him or didn't know him for that long, etc., etc. You know, we remember John Berylson for the, 
for the world of good that he's done for our football club. And other than the likes of Jake Cooper, you know, Bradshaw, maybe Bradshaw, but Savile, you know, people that have been around for a long time would appreciate him, but we've probably got 40 players on the books. And I, I, I know that might sound a bit unsensitive and I don't mean it like that, but what I'm saying is, is that as an employee of the football club, how much would it affect you, bar a few? No, I don't think it would, to be honest with you. I know, I know what you're saying. John Roberts is blaming the players. He says, like any job with the raw materials are not good enough, i.e. the players, no, no, man, no matter what manager who have it won't change. I know what you're saying, John. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I, think, I think he's getting to the point now where it's a combination of the two. Super Steve saying about the thought. The formation, Ken, like you do. Playing five at the back, we're still conceding far too many games. Um, we look better when we're four at the back. We don't get overrun in midfield. I mean, look, yesterday, I think Joe Edwards might hold his hands up and agree with you there, Steve, because we did have five at the back. Um, and at half-time, he did change it. So I think I think there will be a formation change, especially, no disrespect to Sheffield Wednesday, because probably come down and beat us. But um, the... The, the opposition we've got coming to the end this Saturday is arguably a lot weaker than Ipswich. Having said that, I mean, look at the job he's done. Kieran McKenna at Ipswich. He's dragged them up. He, I think they was 12th, they said, last night in League One when he took over. And he's got them promoted second place behind Plymouth. And they've just gone from strength to strength with togetherness and belief in the manager. Small budget. Small budget. And they last night... Once they kicked in, they looked fucking... I mean, at one point, I thought to myself, this, I just said, this could be five or six here. Yeah. And, it, and the, um, it weren't far off, it was it, in the end? <laughs> no, I mean, any any score like... Look, we've been it for six a few times, haven't we, um, in the past. And um, I thought that that was going to be one of them. And uh, what I don't like at the moment is you're seeing a lot of... Um, Millwall fans, we're very quick to to turn, aren't we? You know, we're very, and, and try and blame someone, whether it's Alex Aldridge, whether it's Sarkic, whether it's Tanganga, Edwards, Barrett, you know, whoever it is. We're someone, very, someone did mention Barrett earlier in the comments. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, what we need to do is we need to, I mean, in my opinion, we need to give it a lot more time. Um, we was already on this slippery slope when Rowett left. I we can't remember that. I do completely agree. Ashley Hoffman is saying it was a bad idea bringing in someone with no club slash first team experience. The championship is a hard league and he hasn't a clue what to do. Why aren't the players fit enough? Yeah, fitness does seem to be a bit of an issue. Um, but again, that we don't have a fitness coach. And we do seem, as a club, to have this issue. I mean, someone posted online the other day, put it in a group, do you remember? Mason Bennett's paid 33 games this year for fucking Burton. Like, it, it's more than just the issues on the pitch. The new training ground, apparently, now, well, that seems to be on quiet. Don't know if it's happening. Money is an issue. We are a team that has allegedly been punching above, you know, budget-wise. But like Kenny says, look at fucking Ipswich. Look at them, look at them coming up. I mean, I do get what you're saying, Ashton. I think if a new manager is going to come in any division and it's a risk, You'd have to say the, the Prem, obviously, but the Championship as well. It's, it is very unforgiving. And 
I will say this, we've had a very fucking tough month. Now, so there's no easy games in this division, there isn't. But we have had a very, very tough month with teams whole away, Coventry away, they're both right up there, Ipswich are fucking third, and obviously we've got Southampton away in two weeks' time. Um, so, so Saturday is an absolute must-win. Looking at our games after Coventry, did look earlier. And there you go, some difficult pictures coming up, but more more winnable. And they can, other than Southampton one, I think you say Sheffield Wednesday, Watford will usually do all right at home, Blackburn away is massive. And then yeah. Burnham is definitely winnable, but I would say that, you know, we must win on Saturday, but I'm not 100% sure. Um, I don't know. I, I would say that you could possibly get five points out of that. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, a draw against Watford and a draw against Birmingham, if we're lucky. I mean, Blackburn are right down there as well. If we look at the league table... I mean, you say you probably say at this point that Rotherham are gone. I mean, we don't want to be doing this. We don't want to be looking over our shoulder. Obviously, last night, I think Huddersfield got a result and Stoke beat QPR. So they both went above us. Um, but just just a little run to put together. And usually you get that new manager bounce, don't you? Yeah. Not hired that new manager bounce. We had the first game as the bounce. Then it went horribly wrong for a bit. Then it picked up over Christmas, didn't it? It beat QPR and Norwich. Norwich was a really good performance. Won those two games in like four days apart. Um, Let's look at QPR's fixtures. So you are? Yeah, see, QPR have got Bristol City on Saturday away, but then they've got Rotherham. Yeah. Um, but they've got they've got some hard games coming up. They've got Leicester, West Brom, Middlesbrough, Sunderland. So. Mm-hmm. Right, let's have a look what, what Alfie is saying. Alfie Lawrence Reeves. Under route, we play very direct and non-flowing football. Therefore, whilst we had GR four and a half years, other clubs have got better players and better and played longer and learning the way we want to play now. Yeah, it was sort of... I agree with what Alfie saying is, Rowett did all right, but it was a stopgap. He was never going to improve us, was he? Yeah. We said that before, Ken, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. He was never going to improve us. Yeah, look, as a result, we're now four and a half years um, behind the curve. Alex S says, Cooper is making basic mistakes. Harding and Wallace are League One at best. We miss Hutchie's leadership. I agree with that. Definitely his leadership. But, I mean, even when he comes back a couple of times, Hutch, before he scored that goal at Bristol City, he got grief, didn't he? Yeah. <coughs> People saying he's past it. He's very, very old. I mean, look, put it this way. We stay up. Next season, can we go into that season with as good as he's playing? Leonard, who's 31, nearly 32. Hutchinson's 32-ish. Cooper, I think, is 28, 29. And Harley, who's about the same as Cooper. And Murray Wallace. That's a lot fucking that needs replacing. That's a big fucking clear-out at a back alone. Yeah. I think yeah. if you've got two... Ver- if you can get keep Leonard fit, right, it'll be all right. If you can get Cooper around two much better centre-halves. So he ain't got a thing to try and be thinking he's got to fucking run up the left wing 
fucking go this way, go that way, spread the play, try and score from corners. Like you say, go back to basics with him. Mm. But that alone, with Bolkowski leaving as well, that, that six there is a big fucking six to replace. That's before you get even any further up the pitch. I think that Jay Cooper needs to be um, led. And I think Jay Cooper needs to be captained um, instead of having all these responsibilities on, on top of his head. Um, and I think you're right. He does need to have either an experienced centre-back next to him or a good centre-back next to him. Um, and I think you've probably got that with Hutch. When he's, when he's you know, firing and fit, um, he's a leader and he's a, and he's a good centre-back to sort of marshal Cooper. But, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'd get rid of them all. He, he does play better, Cooper, when Hutchinson is with him. Yeah. That's understandable. They've been at the club fucking seven years, both of them, I think. Yeah. They come in very in very short space of time. It was a look, they were two. If you look at that now, they were two. We got Hutchinson for nothing. We got Cooper for 400 grand. If you look at what we got out of them down the years, yeah. Murray Wallace as well, Bolkowski for the price we paid for him. Brilliant business, been brilliant players for us in this division and made us, uh, to this point, a um, established championship club, but so they just they just come into the end of their fucking lifespan, don't they? Yeah, and I think that you know, this this is the problem with all these bids that we have, and we don't sell players. You know, Jake Cooper was going to go to Rangers for four million, you know, at one point, and for four million, you could have got a Cresswell, you know, and it's about starting that back up again. And, you know, having the next Jake Cooper ready. But as it stands, we don't have the next generation of centre-back coming through. I mean, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you who the centre-back is of the under-23s. It's Chinnacoli. Um, yeah. Bromley. But again, look, we know that they, you know, and Alex Mitchell's out on loan. He's not an under-23s anymore. But we don't seem to go down that route, do we? We seem to have good use sides. We seem to win things. I mean, look at the under-18s. They're in a quarter-final against fucking Chelsea at the Den. Uh, two weeks, or 12 days' time, two weeks, yes, a couple of days ago. And, you know, we have we have successful use size. But when it comes to the crunch, that there's definitely some sort of breakdown in the process between that final jump and getting into our first team. Because you see teams that they beat and teams they finish above in their leagues, and they're coming above, you know, teams from the Premier League. So why are these players not then going on to, to the first team? It's very, very strange. And I just think, I think it's a combination of everything. You know, people say Adam Barrett and Aldridge again. <laughs> I actually went to the, I was in the area the other day, I went to the training ground, right? I just had an hour to kill. I was driving past and I thought, I'll have a look, see if they're training. And I drove past and on the, Portal cabins, right by the entrance, there's some blue portal cabins. There was two geezers on the roof in Millwall tracksuits. One of them had like a fucking, like a big roller, and he was rolling up bitumen paint or something onto the roof. And the other geezer was standing there and filming him. Like, <laughs> surely you, you can't do that. Like, it was like no fucking, I'm not a fighter, I was a builder for years, and they used to call me the flip-flop roofer. Like, but you're like, when you're a football club, like, surely you got to get the right people in and the right health and safety measures. But that training ground, I hear it's falling to bits. His fucking roofs are leaking. Clearly, like, fucking nothing works. I just think we've been, you know, surviving 
this whole time. But I just think everything needs a fucking revamp and a freshen up. And as much as I've just said, I don't think we'll go down. If we do stay up, I think next year we we, we, we will. Unless there's some fucking heavy investment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. And, um, you know, if we're looking to play a particular style of football with the players that we've got, maybe it's not a bad thing to be in League One and, you know, like a couple of people have said, we're years behind trying to play this style of football. <coughs> and um, maybe in League One it's going to be easier to learn. <coughs> go down, have a fucking run, come back up. Yeah, yeah. That's so hard to get out. That's a good fucking division. It's hard yeah. to get out there now. I don't, I don't want to go down. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And maybe you know, there's less pressure on Edwards. I mean, Browett's gone now, but maybe if he had a state at the end of the season and then walked, then we could have, I don't know. I don't know, but it's fucking all these butts and maybes, isn't it? Jonathan Bowdry's in again. He said he has chosen the right manager at the wrong time. And unless Joe Edwards ditches his principles and makes us more compact, we will go down with these players as they can't play the JE way. I mean, again, I point, I know it's not 90 minutes and I always say this, we're not, when you say a football team's inconsistent, you could argue the worst way to be inconsistent is week to week. We can't even be that good without consistency. We can't do it from fucking half to half or fucking minute to minute. So I, I do think they can play that way, but they just can't sustain it throughout a game. Just one game. And I don't know why. And, and lately, the trend seems to be we are always, always on the front foot. We always start games well. Right, and then we—it's like teams have, have looked into it. I mean, they've come at your first fifteen minutes, then they'll they'll gas out. I mean, they do fucking go for it in the first fifteen twenty. And I think maybe to a point, it's because they know what's coming. They know yeah. they're going to get a fucking idea, and so they're just trying to get their noses in front. <laughs> well, that does happen. So I do think they can play the Joe Edwards way. Um, and I know he likes to be open, and I want this to be more open, but I do agree with his formation change. Um, but ditching his principles, I don't think he'll do it. I think he's very, he, I think he's got a strong mindset. He's very set in his ways of how he wants to play. And I, I don't think he will say, right, do you know what? Because if he does that, he sort of concedes that he maybe didn't know what he was doing with the players, the right thing to do him in the first place. I mean, I think it's always like with Rowett. Like I said, how is Rowett... If I had grown up watching the Gary Rowett side, I wouldn't have enjoyed football. But Rowett, I used to believe, and he, I'm not saying he wasn't successful, he didn't do a good job, but if I was Rowett, I wouldn't want to play under a Rowett team and I wouldn't want to be Gary Rowett coaching the side. To go out and say, right, look, consolidate, keep them at bay and then we'll try and nick saying last 15 minutes. I, I just wouldn't want to fucking coach football if that was the case. Do you know what I mean? And, and he wouldn't come out of that. He wouldn't try and go for the juggler, but maybe that's why, because look at what happened last night. We come out, went for the juggler, looked good 15 minutes, got pumped 4-0. I think the problem is, though, Dan, is on the basis that we can only sustain that for 20 minutes to 25 minutes, it doesn't matter whether we say for instance last night it wouldn't have mattered if we'd scored three goals in 20 minutes we yeah. still would have conceded four and 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 I think that's what people are saying is 
right, it's all right going for this for this 20-minute span of absolutely going for it, but we're not scoring goals from it, right? So, actually, we need to change the way that we're playing because that's not working. And what we're doing is we're gassing out after 25 minutes and conceding goals after. So, we technically would have had to have scored three goals in 20 minutes playing that way to have a chance of winning the game over 90 minutes. It's not yeah. going to work. That's that's what I'm. That's what I'm, like you're saying. That's since I get the players think we're gonna we're gonna score, we're gonna let in a couple here at least. So we need to try and get something. Yeah. Before they they come back at us. I like this guy, Jonathan Bowdry says. <coughs> cough at the start. He said lots of people. <coughs> sorry, he said lots of deep rooted problems <coughs> at the club, which are secondary factors: recruitment, youth transfer, business, etc. Yeah, we just punched for so long. That we got nothing left in the tank, and now we're just fucking open to a big, big knockout blow. How do we? What would you do, Ken? What would? What would? If you were Joe Edwards and you walked in tomorrow to training, what's it up today? Thursday. So they're probably off to yesterday because usually they are Wednesdays off, don't they? Mm. Unless he had them in today, but I reckon he might not have done. Tomorrow's training, first day after the fucking Ipswich game. What do you go in and do as Joe Edwards? What would? What would you try and do? I think that I think that Joe Edwards. It was talking about, I think the, this Jonathan guy was talking about principles there where um, I agree with you in, look, he hasn't got to drop his principles, but he probably has got to turn around and go, look, it ain't working. What yeah, what I'm trying to make you guys do, it's not working. That's on me. All yeah. right? We need to go back to basics. Right, yeah. We're going to change our formation, right? And we're going to try and we're going to put our energy into doing something new. You know, and also speak to the players like the Savills. I was going to say exactly that. So I was going to say, do you think he will? Because I know at the back end of Rowett's tenure, he got some of the players that he preferred, respected more, and and were more senior players. He got them in for a meeting, like four or five of them. I mean, yeah. What do you think is going wrong? Where do you think we can improve? Well, listen, I think you do that in every other line of work. You know, if, in every other line of work, if you're not getting the results and you can't work it out yourself or you're a little bit stuck, you bring your employees in and you go, how can we make this better? Yeah. yeah. And you're, you know, you should always be open to people's advice. You just be careful who you take. Um, but the more advice you can get on board, the more you're going to learn. I, look, Dan, you as, a, you as a coach, I'm a football coach, um, and I ask every single parent every Sunday, you know, how do you think we got on? Could what could we have done better? And now we should watch play more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? But like yeah, some, some, that, they? yeah, some you listen to, some some you forget about. You know, you yeah. you got to learn. Yeah. Love this from Jamie Cho. We haven't really discussed this yet, but he's absolutely fucking right. You cannot play the same formation against every team. Do your homework and adjust per game. Otherwise, it's too easy for the other teams to guess. Your tactics. I mean, it might be difficult for teams to guess our team selection at the minute, but the tactics are always the same. Why not go in and go, right, look, this ain't working. We're going to go four at the back. We're going to get fucking Mayer on one wing or fucking someone else. What more on the other? Fucking hell, anyone but really. But with Norton Cuffey's fit, we're going to get two strikers on the pitch and we're going to fucking try and hit them. I mean, we do try and hit teams early anyway. But you're spot on, Jay. Like, can't keep just doing it like teams will turn up Saturday. Trevor Wednesday, if, if we do everything we've done in the previous four or five games, we'll turn up Saturday, right? We'll play three at the back 
and and I imagine does he Danny Roll, the Sheffield Wednesday manager, he will say, right, look, they're going to come at you with with the crowd, maybe semi on this side, maybe semi on edge, the way things are. They're going to come at you first fifteen minutes, right? They're going to create some half chances. It ain't going to be you know, it ain't going to be difficult for our goalkeeper probably to save them. We keep them at bay, and the more it goes, the crowd gets zapped from their energy. We start knocking the ball about. They start trying to play out the back. They'll fuck that up, and then we can capitalise. Once we've got the lead, go for the juggler. It's game over. Would you agree that's what a fucking manager would say walking in, Saturday? Yeah, in without, a doubt. without a doubt. I mean, you, you'd only have to look at the last you know, three games um, and go, yep, this is their formation. This is probably more than likely who's going to play there. It might change from that to that or that to that. Um, and all we have to do is keep our wing-backs high um, and and play through the middle, then spread it out. Murray Wallace is going to commit. Jake Cooper will come over and he's too slow and make sure we overload the back post. <laughs> yeah, they do, teams do do that a lot as well, don't they? Fuck me. Dean Barrett says, <laughs> as a Reading fan, uh, when we had Yap Stam in charge, we wanted, we wanted to play professional possession football. He gave Jake Cooper pre-season and instantly knew he didn't fit that mould, hence why he shipped him out. Yeah, we haven't... Yeah, obviously, in that time, that suited us. You know, the way we played under Neil Harris. Um, um, never, we'll never knock Neil Harris for that. The way we played under him, it was all Harris knew. And, and with desire... And, I mean, I can imagine... I, I know Neil Harris isn't the biggest kid in the world. He's not the most beautiful man in the world to look at. No disrespect if you're watching Gaffa X, Gaffa. But I wouldn't like to take a bollocking off Neil Harris. No. He scares the shit out of me even now. I don't even know why. But could you... I, that wouldn't have... I say this, you know, it might not have been pretty last night, but that wouldn't have happened under Harris because he, he wouldn't have a lot of the players... He'd have probably worse players, but older players, harder players. And have we gone a little bit early on the... You know, I'm all for signing these youngsters and... and Oberfemi, Tanganga, um, who else is on loan? Norton Cuffey. But they're not they're not scary players, are they? Do you know what I mean? But they're not gonna be if they're gonna be very technical, you know, pretty football players. Is <coughs> never gonna you're never gonna combine a mob of no. Millwall wanting to play a certain way. Is it always gonna have to be kick bollock and bite? I think we've got a, a mixture of technical players and direct players. But the problem is, is that you're you're trying to make the direct players play technical, and and it don't work. You know, you have to have if you're going to have eleven players on the pitch, you have to have either eleven with Neil Harris. We had eleven direct players, yeah, yeah? and that's why it worked. And if Joe Edwards wants to play this way, he has to have eleven technical players on the pitch. Yeah, you can't have ten. You've got to have eleven, um, and we've got four at best technical players mm. and six direct players try all trying to play technical football. Can't, it, it don't work. God, it's a really good point. The combination don't work. Steve Lees has made a really good point there. This is what I'm after tonight. It's a bit different, Joey. You know I, mean? I said this on the last debate. Where is Rowett's legacy player-wise? Last night's first 11, we had Sarkic, terrible, Harding, poor, Honeyman, Fleming, okay. All the rest were Harris signings. Wow. And that fits into what you say, Ken, about trying to mask it and not trying to improve it. He was a stabiliser, Rowett, but all the time we've done okay and people will go, well, hang on, we finished 11th, 9th and 8th. 
we didn't really improve, did we? And now we've sort of been left behind, Ken. Yeah, I mean, I think we were very, very fortunate to get into them positions um, under Rowett. And there was always going to be a drop. Um, and, you know, I, I, we say this all the time and we'll probably talk about Rowett in 20 years' time. We'll still be sat in these seats doing um, doing these videos. But um, Rowett knew it was time to go. He knew what was coming because he couldn't hold on to that bag of shit anymore. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone's saying it here. Look, Alex S, GR has left us in a state by using loans and signings and aging players. Plus, we still have about eight players from the Neil Harris tenure. And it's very true. Like, and Harris, you know, Harris did very well for us at a time when, you know, six, seven years ago, that team we had fine. I think we had, we had also, we had Barton Goal, we signed um, back four. Who, who do we have? Um, I'm fucking struggling. I think Hutchinson, Cooper, maybe Murray Wallace at left back. Um, Romeo. Romeo at right back. And then you had Sean Williams in centre midfield with George Savile. You had maybe Ben, ben Marshall left. Um, Jed Wallace yeah. right. And then Morrison and Gregory up front. There was, it's a very atom team, wasn't it? Sean Williams was like the playmaker, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, look at look, when you go through them players, <coughs> there isn't, you know, Je I wouldn't even say Jed Wallace is technical. Jed Wallace was very direct. No, what I'm saying is they're all, they're all, I mean, Williams, you'd say, is the playmaker out of that team. The rest of them, yeah. fucking yeah. up and at them and two goal scorers. Yeah. Lee Lion Blue, basic defensive errors are costing us dearly. Yeah, they, they, they are. And I said, we seem to get punished for every fucking slight mistake we make. Whereas at the other end of the pitch, that doesn't happen. I don't really blame the strikers. I just think, I just don't think we get enough people in the box. And I, I've seen Norton Coffee have a few weeks till he got injured, putting some really good balls. And there's like, fucking no one in there. Like, it's, it's weird. <laughs> Hard to explain. Steve Morrison, no moaning or crying from Edwards last night, like Rowett did at Carrow Road. Yeah, I noticed that. They've had Rowett on the last two games. We're all sitting there with his glasses on. Um, there you go. But you can't, you can't, well, Strikers, Dan. You, you, like, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying in general, you can't blame strikers. You've got we've got one striker in the in the team. Well, we've got a couple now, but you know you've got Tom Bradshaw, right? Tom Tom Bradshaw has got the has got the heart of a lion. He does not stop running for this team. But if you want the the honest reality about it, he shouldn't be doing all of that running, right? No. What he should be doing is he should be able to get himself in positions for crosses into the box, balls in behind. And, um, you know, how many shots does Tom Bradshaw have in a game compared to how much running he does to try and get the ball back after we've lost it? Um, and, and this is what I mean about us basics pushing further up the pitch, having wingers that can actually create opportunities for strikers like Tom Bradshaw. Um, you know, I'm not saying he's I'm not saying he's the best striker in the championship. He's not, but he's the best striker at Millwall that can score us goals, and especially at a time like this. And mm -hmm. mate, like fucking last night, you, you always said it, it's like a you as a kid you want to for a centre forward or as an adult you want to score goals, you want to give opportunities to shoot. And they just don't get anywhere near enough opportunities to to, to shoot. I, just, I mean, at the minute. We got we, we signed this Adam Mayer kid, right? He's a left winger. He's a pacey left winger. Now we signed him just playing, but he couldn't be any worse than what Warren Fleming have been lately. 
<laughs> I've seen what from what I've seen of him, he tries to take on his man on Nicky Yard and fire across him. He's left footed. So get him on the left, right? Get fucking Norton Cuffy back on the right when he's if he's fit. I think he's pretty much fit now. And he's not ideal for me, but he does run, try and get past people and get balls into the box. And he has done that for Bradshaw against QPR. Oh, well, Savile put the one in for Bradshaw against QPR. Norton Cuffy put the one in against Norwich, didn't he? But that's what we need. Balls into the box. Yeah. And then get the two strikers on, but then them sports into the box have got to be low and across the face of goal because Marco I think is really fucking little. Or maybe playing extra midfielders like Denor and knock balls through the lines because Oberfemi's not had one opportunity to run on and beat a defender for pace. <coughs> and he definitely have the space because the teams we're playing are so fucking high against us. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, mate. Maybe someone's in the comments there. Maybe. Um, Maybe it is a poison chalice. Uh, look, there is loads and loads of comments. Loads and loads. And, uh, I, I, I ain't feeling fucking great for my list. Been down an hour and 21 minutes. We might have to end it there, but thanks for watching, everyone. Um, subscribe if you haven't. And um, we'll, maybe, maybe we'll do this again fucking next Thursday, Ken, and the people who didn't get the opportunity to say things, they can have another go, yeah? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's good to... You know, next week we might all be um, might all be happy. <laughs> well, look, I think if we get the result against Sheffield Wednesday again, it it keeps that fucking fire burning from underneath at bay, doesn't it? Um, oh, yeah, I think that's all it does. I think he's under a lot of pressure on Saturday. One because it, we should win, and two because that team that we're playing, we've had the most formidable win against under his tenure, um, and. Unfortunately, if we lose to Sheffield Wednesday at home, it almost indicates that we have gone downhill. Yeah. Sorry, just going to read that one, Daryl Longworth. No fight, no bollocks, no stealing again. We need a Rhino or a Terry Erlock. Someone with a pair of bollocks who is going to take no shit. We need three or four of them in the team. But like me and Kenny said, I'm not disagreeing. The way Edwards is trying to play is more... I mean, he said he didn't want to overplay either. A little bit of play and a little bit of fucking directness, but we, we need... I just don't think they make footballers like that anymore. don't think they make them like that anymore, but that's what you, that's the whole fucking foundation that Mill Football Club's built on. Mm. Is that dying out now? Is it time to go this other way? But just, I know, there seems to be more fight. There needs to be more togetherness. I think you can still have a mixture. Uh, who was the Chelsea kid that we were linked with? Um, I can't remember his name. But I watched him the other day. He came on against Palace, I think it was. Um, and he is so aggressive. So aggressive. In people's faces. Up for a tackle. Ready to go. Shouting and hollering. And, uh, you're, you know, you're right. Them players don't come around that often. But you can make a player like that. You know, you you know, you can you could turn around and say to Savile, for instance, Savile, I need you, aggressive, shouting in people's ears. Don't be don't be the rest of the team's best mate. Roy Keane at Man United, right, was feared and hated by most of his teammates, but He's respected. Yes, yeah, but respected at a completely different level. And that's what we need. We need that type of player that's going to show me, you're playing shit, step up and not be worried about it. Well, hopefully I'll um, 
You're dying there, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm struggling struggling to breathe there. I don't fucking lost my breath a bit. Um, Yeah, hopefully I'll be back in action. I will do a preview tomorrow. Um, And I'll be at, I will be at the den Saturday. Even if I fall on my sword at full time and that's, that's the end of everything, I am going to go. But um, we'll do more of this because it definitely does seem to be like the talk of the fucking fan base at the minute. Manager in, manager out. But we could be sitting here next Thursday saying, who's next? Who knows? But, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, thanks, Ken, for joining us. Give me the late call. Appreciate that, because I'm struggling by myself. <laughs> and uh, let's hope they can fucking sort it out. Please subscribe to Lions TV. Come on, you Lions. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 